Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Hey, what's up, Andy? No, not much. Just editing a podcast. You want me to... Are you serious? Dude, I got a ton of shit to... Fine. All right, I'll take care of it. All right, I'll talk to you later. Fuck! It's not enough that I got to put music behind... The... You, you, yeah, and then go ahead and 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 in introduce the d- introduce the emails like you you know you know we can't come up with a with one this week just just give it to Steve and have him doing oh Steve. Aries, tell them where they can find us. Yo, Spearsburg Pod, Instagram, Spearsburg Pod, uh, Patreon, Spearsburg Pod, YouTube, Spearsburg Pod, Facebook, Spearsburg Pod, Instagram, everything. Is Spearsburg Pod. Yes. And? Hits one-on-one. Very good. There we go. Look how good we are today. Smooth, We're getting our stuff done. Yeah. Hey, what's happening, y'all? Welcome to the email Aries Digestion episode. So, um, why is it so much more on the email podcast? That you, what do you mean? It's on all. You digest more though on the email podcast. I didn't know that there was a difference. It seems it like there is. Yeah. Okay. Well, pay attention and let's Get have a roll count. It. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, before we begin, uh, just let y'all know they're coming for your boy, uh, Scarface balcony scene. Uh, you fuck with me? You fucking with the best, Mighty Kong? I sent out a post, <clears throat> excuse me, throat clearance, all that. I sent out a post talking about this young generation of rap, and I don't understand how these guys aren't fucking bored with the same sound, the same melody, the same cadence, the same everything. Same song. Same song, same rap style. Yeah, auto-tune. And... First, the responses was pretty much, and then majority responses still is people from my generation and older who actually understood where I was coming from. But since then, uh, since yesterday, I think the post has been picked up by the shade room and has gone a little bit viral. So now all the youngins are coming for me. Shut the fuck up, old head, you old ass nigga. And some people are going, there is real rap out there. You just have to dig deep. It's in the underground. Well, I'm sorry, but I come from an era where uh, quality rap, great rap, you didn't have to dig for it. It was the abundance, and it was available to you, and it was out there. That was the norm. That was the majority. You had to actually dig to find whack niggas, and whack niggas stayed hidden because they was whack niggas. Now it's the reverse. The diamonds are in the dirt. You got to dig in the dirt to find the diamonds because the majority of what you hear is the garbage. So, you know, old dog, new tricks. 
Uh, I'm not digging for the bone when the bone is served to me. My food comes in a dish with my name on it. I don't go digging for the food. You hear me? <laughs> so let's begin. You should uh, you should do a little rap on that on, on, in the in the style that they'd understand. Oh, I, I can't do it in that style because I don't speak garbage. Yeah, but, but you do the but the but the. But the but the but the I don't think the garbage for the garbage for the rap and then the rap and the rap all the rap and the trash gotta find it. I'm an old school nigga with the old and the fume then you give me. All right, let's dive in. That makes me happy. Oh, boy. This is from our boy, Rand. I'm going to read that, but that was an odd one. All right, Rand Foots. Rand Foot, gods of men. Yo, what up, Aries and Andy? It's me again, Rand Foots. And I was compelled to write this email from my brother, Aries Spears. Andy, you still cool. But I had to address this on Aries' behalf. I was genuinely ecstatic to find out that you were doing Mike Tyson's podcast. I was happy for you, my guy. I know how much of a hero Mike is to you. And then you posted on Instagram that it didn't happen. I was shocked. To me, that's fucked up. Mike Tyson is a hero in your eyes. And he let you down. Maybe it was on some political shit. Maybe Joe Rogan influenced this decision. I don't think that had anything to do with it, dog, but who knows? Um, Who knows? He even says who knows. I said this to say that in our eyes, celebrities are gods, and we forget they eat, sleep, and piss just like us. They They may have more wealth and may have more access to resources, but they are fucked up too. Gods of men, and most of them walk around like their shit don't stink. It's all about humility. But... Their fame comes with a certain arrogance to a degree. We make gods out of these people. I just couldn't understand why this podcast couldn't happen. I'm not in the realm of celebrity, so I can't possibly fathom the inner workings of a celebrity's world. I had to write this, bro. Be the example. Be different. Be you. Be water. Be the bottle. I would be crushed if I met Mike Jordan and he shitted on me. We have to put it in perspective. That these celebrities are only people. The nigga with the slave name has spoken. And Aries, hold your head up, nigga. Andy, be cool, my nigga. Um, yeah, and if you listen to this uh, this past Wednesday, yeah, we, we totally <clears throat> dove in deep about the Mike Tyson shit. Um, so, yeah, brother, I, 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 I concur with everything you said. And who knows? Maybe it will happen in the future. Maybe it won't. Uh, Tis is life. I like that he felt your loss, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you, you hadn't talked about it or anything. You just put out that post, and right. some people just <clears throat> felt, you know, to let you know how they would feel if it happened to them. Yeah, and again, like I said, I got a lot of, of those posts in support. Um, so I appreciate it. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, and that's why I try to be <clears throat> as humble as I can, even though I, you know, I, I, I even though I be on my bullshit, too, sometime, but... Uh, yeah, man, I try to be as humble as I can. And and I know what you mean about Mike Jordan, because as love as I as much as I love Mike Jordan, as much as I love Mike Tyson, if if I ever, like I said, if I ever met Mike and he shitting on me, I'd be so crushed I'd lie. That's why LeBron is better than you. <laughs> no, I don't mean that shit, but I'm hurt. So there let, it is. Let me ask you this question, because I didn't ask you this on the if if Tyson if the reason it didn't happen because Tyson was just in a bad mood, it was just right. not his day. Uh, and he decided that he would still do the podcast with you if at the end of the hour he got to punch you in the face and knock you out. Oh, no. Just man. so that he could feel, you know, so you get out that aggra- aggravation. Would you Would you do the podcast then? No, no that, that would be ridiculously stupid. <laughs> but what he should do is allow me to punch him in the face and a chance <clears throat> to knock him out. From, for not being other For day. not doing it. That would be worth it, nigga. Uh, I still don't know <laughs> that I would do it because I think his natural instinct and reflex would be to hit me back. And I like my organs and kidneys exactly where they are. You know, Mike hits you and shift all your shit around. So he, he's still pretty quick. So by the time, as your, as your punch is just starting to connect, right? he'd probably launch from there and still hit you. I think Mike could finger pluck you <laughs> and, and, and put you in a deep coma. <laughs> so let's just leave all our body parts where they are. Um, FFB332 Mob Williams. 
What up, ANA Aries? Uh, ANA arises. Uh, I was wondering if you saw the Patrice O'Neill documentary. I wish they would have an interview. It would have interview you about him. You always speak nothing but good shit about Patrice O'Neill. I wish he was here to see how the world has become pussy. He was one of a kind. And what did you think of what? All oh, right, Deborah Wilson said about why she left Mad TV. Nothing but love and respect for the pod. And nigga, you blocked me on IG33 underscore 2F underscore B for no reason. One thing about me, I grew up on you and have nothing but respect. So I would never go to your page with some bullshit. I respect the fucking legends. And you are one of them. And please please bring back Paul Mooney questions YouTube. Did I block you, dog? If I did, I don't know. Maybe I was on my Mike Tyson shit. Could have been an accident. You know, it's yeah. easy to hit those buttons. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Hit me back, and, and and we get you back on the roster. Somebody sent me the article about that with Deborah, and I never knew that. I didn't. I didn't read it. Oh, you, but you knew. You, you knew of it. I, I heard about. It. I just heard about it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have known if somebody didn't send it to me. I didn't. I didn't know that was the reason she left. I well, thought she left because she just was ready to go. What was the reason that she she left? Because she said that. Uh, they weren't value, valuing her opinions and her ideas as much as everybody else. But most importantly, she was underpaid. They were giving raises to certain people. She said she wouldn't name the name, but she said one guy in in particular. And I think I know who she's talking about. Um, it wasn't you? Hell no, nigga. They keep all the niggas in the same uh, shed, nigga. We weren't we, we nobody in the house. We was field Negroes. Um... No, it wasn't me. But she said one guy in particular they gave a raise to, and obviously she had been there the longest. Um, I think I was the second longest. Um, and I never knew that. I, I thought we all got paid the same thing. But, you know, Hollywood, man, a lot of shit goes on. Um, and that's why I say again, man, I, I, this business is cuckoo. Um, but Deborah, you know, she and because I'm a gamer, uh, Deborah does some work on video games. As a matter of fact, her likeness was even on, uh, I, I want to say, Call of Duty. Uh, I know she did Far Cry, I, my, one of my other games I play. Uh, fuck, I'm forgetting the name. The zombie game with the dude on a motorcycle. Uh, don't ask me. I don't play any yeah, games. Yeah, no. Um, fuck. The one game, cool zombie game, like a Walking Dead. She's the voice on that. So I'm just happy my girl is still doing something because... I always said she was one of the ones that was among all of the cast that was extremely talented, that there's no way she shouldn't be out there. She's too fucking good. And and one thing that the article pointed out is that, you know, Deborah was probably up until they hired Maya Rudolph on SNL. And then because of all the the shit that SNL was getting for their lack of Negroes on the show, then they went all out and, Said, let's get three black women going at once. And then we became Maya, Leslie Jones. I forget the third black lady's name. But, you know, when motherfuckers finally get enough flack, they overkill. So they went crazy and started, SNL started hiring niggas left and right. Saturday Night Live. Starring Maya Rudolph. Leslie Jones. Kenan Thompson. And all the forced added new niggas. Yeah, man. Well, because all shows at that time, you know, the predate SNL, and then even even in your time, it was like one black dude, one black female at the most, right? Yes. At the yeah. most. Yes, it was only Deborah. And then when Deborah left, <clears throat> pardon me, I forgot, I forget the name of the other chick they hired. And then when she left, there was another new black chick they hired. So it was all in shifts. You know, it was never we never had more than one black girl. On at once. Um, me and Phil was on together. And before me, Phil and Orlando Jones. So the brothers, they they had more than one. But the black women, they only had one. So do you think it's like a, a white exec in a room looking at the other white execs going, man, have you seen any, you know, funny black folks, especially women? Have you seen any black funny women? You know, it, it, you... you I don't know if you're being serious with that question or trying to be funny, but that actually is a good question. No, I'm because being, I, I, I'm I really both. think 
I wonder, do they do that? Well, because, because they're out there. Are they just not wanting to look? Well, then the response from the other white dude in the exec room would be, "Go, well, I, I, I don't go to those places. Right. And he, I don't even know if he's intentionally trying to be, I don't use the word racist, but when he goes, those places, that's almost like those people. Like, well, he's not yeah. trying to be that, but he yeah. just is. Yeah. Well, it's not like he would go, I don't hang out with black folks. Right. He would, that would be racist. Yeah, he would go. I, I don't. I don't. I don't hang out. I don't go to those places. Right. I, I'm just. I, I'm. I, I'm just imagining that that's that's the inside of that room back th- back then. Now it's it's a little different. Now they go. Well, we have to meet our quota. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. That's too much black sass. Black women are sassy. That's too much black sass. Um. Interesting. 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 Uh, someone wrote me on Instagram and asked me to read this. Where, where could they write in to have an email read? And of course I gave him the email address and then he, he sent me this email, which is fucking strange. First time emailer, King Ammo. Sup Aries, this is Rudy P1991 on Instagram. I'm going to keep it simple. Out of these adult cartoon shows, Family Guy, South Park, American Dad. And tell me if I'm tripping. If he means what I think he means. F for fuck, marry, or kill. Yeah, fuck, marry, kill. Wow, these are cartoon shows. Why would we fuck or marry or kill a cartoon? That's the the game, fuck, marry, kill. Really? Yeah. But this doesn't make sense to me. We would fuck a cartoon or marry it or kill it? Well, put yourself in a cartoon form. Which one would you fuck, marry, or kill? Let me go get some weed. Um, I guess I would f- fuck Family Guy, kill South Park, and marry American Dad. And you? I'd marry South Park because that's where all the money's at. Really? Is it? Oh, well, they've, they've done movies and... They, God, they, that, that, that South Park has been running forever. This nigga leads with his beak. Go ahead. Uh, family Guy, I just think is funny. Uh, so, so you'd marry it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm marrying South Park because I want half the money. Okay. Uh, I'm fucking a Family Guy and uh, American, American Dad. Dad. I, you know what? American Dad's funny. I just never. I, I could never get into that. I, I, I could never. I can want, like I said, I watch an episode. I never understood the South Park craze. South Park is funny. I, I, I think it was it was way ahead of what was going on. Right. So I, I mean, and all those guys are funny. I mean, they're writing, and they're writing. They're, I mean, their take, they're able to take that South Park universe, mm-hmm. and they're able to talk about what's going on in our world, and they do a really good job of it and making it funny, but being real about it. If I'm gonna watch animation, I have to be into the animation, and that animation to me was I could never get into the South Park animation. Well. That animation was secondary, I think, to this. Uh, has always been secondary to the story, right? And don't forget, that's coming after uh, Beavis and Butthead, where the animation was, <laughs> was way different. Yes. So, did you ever like Beavis and Butthead? I love Beavis and Butthead. Did I you really, really did. I really did. I thought they were like people that I knew from my high school. But weren't they kind of the take on um, SNL's Wayne's World? Weren't they that? Weren't they those no. guys? No. No, I, I didn't really see him as that because Mike Mike Judd had a way of uh, connecting those characters to just those. The, the, I don't want just like the towny kind of guys that hang out and smoke weed, and, you know, right. watch TV. I, I, I thought they were funny, and you know, he lost. You know, he he lost those characters to MTV. They bought them for nothing. Right. But I don't know that there was another medium that he could have at that time been able to get those guys out there like that. Right. But the, the biggest loss, if you were going to go to cartoons, we're going to go back into that day was Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy had like this edge to it that nothing right. else had. And I never watched that. Yeah, that was, that was. Uh, okay. Damn. All right. Do you, do you like SpongeBob? Nah. I, and my kids would watch it and their babies, the mother would laugh at certain parts that kind of where I guess all cartoons have subliminal 
adult messages. Yeah, well, things that are over the over the head of the kids that are watching. Right. But SpongeBob kind of hung out there a little bit differently. And SpongeBob, uh, when my son, uh, when we really couldn't communicate with him well, when he was in, uh, he was young and autistic and trying to figure out how we were connecting. Right. Uh, that really helped us. SpongeBob. Really? Yeah, SpongeBob. He he was connected with SpongeBob. I mean, he. He recorded it. That, that's the only thing he would do. He'd record episodes. He'd remember. We, we uh, I never forget. We went to a restaurant. He didn't talk that much. He, he talked, but he wasn't social. It was like he didn't interject a lot in the conversation. We went to uh, this restaurant and they had the TV on. It, it, it was a quick service restaurant. They had a TV on and it was SpongeBob. And he's just repeating all the lines. He's repeating every character. He's saying word for word what they're saying. And we're not, the volume wasn't up loud. So it wasn't like he was repeating mm. what they said. And he just knew, he knew all the episodes. And that was his, that was what allowed us to connect. So I have a, I, that's why I like SpongeBob. But also, um, I believe the creator that is on the spectrum. Hmm. I once fucked a fat bitch that was built like Patrick. All right. <laughs> How'd that feel? A spongy? Yes. <laughs> It was a squish sound. For my boy, Mookie, and I believe this is in response to the picture that I sent him that I showed you about Gemma. Because she has a My Only Fans page where her pictures are a little bit more provocative. And God damn it, the panties this bitch has on. You zoom in on that monkey. Oh, my God. God, it is ready for the inception of a banana. You don't follow anybody on uh, OnlyFans? Pay for that, and then you get... But she's probably naked in those pictures. And you know what? That would be the only reason for me to do that. Because I really... All her pictures on Instagram, she never really shows her ass. She shows a side profile, but I want to see the booty from the back. Like, you know, doggy style... Or on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house. Remember where that's from? Uh, I would. This boy's life. Oh, that's when true. Robert De Niro's, she, Ellen Barkin, uh-huh. they just got married. They're fucking for the first time. She wants to do missionary because uh, he's banging her doggy style. And she's like, no, let me out. No, please. He goes, no, no, I don't like the face. I don't want to see the face. And then she keeps being persistent. And as she tries to turn around in the missionary, he slams her. Head down in the bed. And he goes, doggy style on your side. Those are your only two options. So, yeah. Uh, this Boy's Life, one of the great movies by Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Oh, um, did you ever see this? Because you brought, did you ever see The Great Santini? No, I think so. They call it Flying Ace at one time, too. No. Check it out. It's a Robert De Niro movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's really good. It's a, it's an old school movie that he did. It was uh, another great Robert De Niro movie. I just watched Not it. Robert De Niro. Rob, I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. Who's the other guy in The Godfather? The, the play is the Irish guy. He's the lawyer. He can't. Uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. That's who's the great Santini. Okay. I fucked up. I fucked up. Don't stop typing. I fucked up. <laughs> I, I caught it. Um, but back to Robert De Niro. Uh, I watched it the other day. It was on cable. The score. Yeah, that's good. With Edward Norton. Yeah. Any any bangies. We we any bangies. I want to see. I want to see. Baby. That character that Edward he, Norton. He really. He did that yeah, character, yeah, man. Yeah. Who was the better retard, him or Dustin Hoffman? He wasn't retarded in that in that Ooh. movie. That's not retardation. That's what. What is it? It's autism, and he that that um his character had um. Uh, Edward Norton's character is that tick that you have. Uh, um, what's it called? It's Tourette's. Tourette's. Oh, so I, I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, both characters. Are, I, I think that it was harder for Ed Norton because he had to be in that character and have those ticks. Right. Well, Robert Redford could be. You know, he he. Yes, it was it was he, about the yes. lack of blinds and. Right, he just repeated words. He repeated yeah. words. But the way he didn't make eye contact, it was and he would look down. He would look yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excellent drive. So Mookie says, Andy fucking bugging. God damn. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Sniff stepped on Coke. I don't know what that means when they say stepped on Coke. They mean literally you step on it? No, it's good. that's when you add um, cut to Coke so that you 
taking away its purity, but you're at, you do that so that you make more coke. It's the feds. Everybody down on the ground. Now, don't you fucking move. We have a warrant. Where is Steinberg? See, in, uh, in, in um, what's it called? Um, with the snowfall. Yes. They're using baby laxative. Okay. But that, that can fuck you up. So um, because it just does weird things. You use uh, an acetal if you really want to cut it professionally. Use an acetal. I have known Andy. Let me do whatever my Morgan friend was. I have known Andy for almost three years. We've been doing this podcast for almost three years. Come to find out, Andy Steinberg is really Mr. White. <laughs> Who knew that I've been married to a drug dealer? Yeah, without the money, I'm Mr. White. A useless Jew. There's nothing more useless than a useless you. It's like a gun with no bullets. All right. <clears throat> um, Terrell Ingalls. Good movie scenes. In the beginning of the Training Day movie, when Denzel, Alonzo, and Hawk Hoyt walk out the diner and get into the Caprice, Hoyt says, where's the office at? Back at the vision, Denzel pauses and says, you're in the office, baby. And that Dr. Dre features Snoop Dogg, still Dre song starts playing. Then Denzel hits the switches going up. Yeah, fire. That scene is, is absolutely, I remember when I saw that in the theater and that Dre music kicked in. Everybody was like, oh, shit. That was a great scene. You know what would be a fun thing to do for like our Patreon? Is that, uh, remember uh, Science Fiction Theater 2000 where mm-hmm. the... We should just have a movie. We couldn't show the movie, but we yeah, could. We could have like our faces while we're watching right. the movie, and you, we could hear it in the background, maybe a little bit. Right, and you just us commenting as, as that it goes was, that, that's, that might be. It might be an idea. Because certain, certain movies I'd like to see again, but I don't want to review like like right. Training Day. Right. Uh, I got. I don't know what this is. Deidre Ann Johnson sent me a link. I don't know. She just says Denzel. I don't know the context of what it is, so I thought I saw it. I don't remember it though. I don't remember what it was. Let me read another one from Tori Ingalls since uh, it's here, because he says Andy had me in tears. Hmm. Terrell Ingalls Part Two. Andy had me in tears. Hey, what's up, A and A? Here is an interesting fact about the Malcolm X movie before the actual letter. The scene when Denzel finally meets the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and he starts crying. Just, well, I love that. You were a drug dealer and a hoodlum. Now you come to me. I used to be able to do that good. That's pretty, it's still good. <clears throat> yeah. Just hours before filming that scene, he said his father, he, he laid his father to rest and he couldn't hold himself together for that scene. And Denzel said it was better fitting, befitting to cry when meeting the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Now that is from an Omari Hardwick interview found on YouTube when he tells a story about when he went to Denzel's house after Omari's father got shot on YouTube, just type Omari Hardwick talks Denzel and it should be the first one. Now in the podcast episode two, two seven Aries, you mentioned that you would want to place all the sick and sadistic criminals on an Island and have a hunter or hunters released so they could go out and kill them. They made me think of a movie stone called stone Cold Steve Austin was in called the condemned. It was basically about a group of killers, criminals being released on this island by a, from what I can remember, either a television company or an internet company, and they will broadcast the carnage that will inevitably happen. They have to kill each other, and strapped to the ankle of each killer is an explosive device that will explode if tampered with. The last person alive is the person who will win his or her freedom. Next is Andy. When you guys started talking about the Night Stalker and how the first suspect had underwear underwear in his apartment with cuts in the crotch, I literally died laughing when Andy said, now, this isn't word for word, but maybe he puts them on his head in the hole so he can breathe better. (laughs) And when he asked you, Aries, what would you do if you got on an airplane and he was using them for a mask? 
Now, I drive semi-trucks for a living, and I literally almost killed someone because I was laughing so hard and couldn't see because my eyes watered like a motherfucker. Andy, sir, I must say it's a love-hate relationship with you. <laughs> You're like the little brother that gets the older brother pissed because he sneaks in his room and starts breaking shit by accident. And later that week, they're both laughing together at something. I also want to mention that eye for an eye comment in regards to parents. There was a karate student that got molested by his karate instructor years back, maybe the 80s. And after the instructor got caught by the feds, they had him in cuffs as he was getting escorted by agents through a terminal of some sort. He was coming or going to court. Uh, I can't remember. As the instructor walked past these sets of payphones, a man turned around that was using one of them and shot the instructor point blank in the head and he dropped immediately. I remember this. Um, no slow moving, no slow falling movie theatrics. It was the father. After he got arrested, he only did, I believe, five years of prov- probation. After this case, the court started being more stern on these revenge-type killings. The video might be on YouTube. I have more, but I think this is long enough. I rarely write in, so I'm trying to get mine off when I can. Good job with the podcast, you guys. I've heard all the episodes, and I look forward to y'all every week. I was listening to some old ones to give me my fix. I, y'all, I'm out. Oh, and Andy, stay out of my motherfucking room. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I don't. Uh, I didn't remember the details like that, but yeah, I yeah, do remember. I, knew, I, I didn't remember the. Well, I remember he. I didn't he know it was at the phone back. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, and then he killed him. Um, but yeah, they had to put they had to put extra. It, the, the juries there has to be a minimum sentence be, or 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 something that the judge enforces because the juries if you they can prove that he molested your kid. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way that they're gonna send that person to prison for murder i wouldn't think he would well yeah but they oh yeah they said he got five years probation probation so he never went to jail no so that they made it because otherwise people would just start you know just doing but ultimately isn't it up to a jury still no the, the when you have minimums the judge has to enforce the minimums and, really? the, and the judge can throw out like if you like a lot of times like sometimes, but you still got to have a trial yeah and if they find you not guilty you walk they'd have to find you not guilty though but if you have a video and he's shooting him, he's he's guilty of it. Now it's it's what how he how guilty on what level of uh, was he uh, was he mentally incapacitated at the time? Did he did he not have his wits about him? Could he prove that he was temporarily insane? And that's why. So he let me make sure I understand this. If they have a video, smoking gun, straight up, you killed somebody, no doubt, you still get to have a trial. Yeah, and if they find you not guilty, you walk. Or they no. can't. They can't find you not guilty. There's no way they can not find. What, you. what if the What if the jury sympathizes and goes? It's still guilty. That, that that's the thing, though. It's it's you still have to put a guilty verdict, and then there's minimums, and that's how the judge can come in and enforce the minimums. So you still can go to jail. Yeah. Oh, this is fucked up. Because you're you're going to be found guilty. There's no there's no guilt. There's you know you you admitted I did it. I, I I killed him. Now what's what's the level of punishment? Okay, but the 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 uh, when you watch the I forget what documentary it is on Netflix. I think it's nineteen ninety two L A. When you watch that documentary about Rodney King, but on a side story, they show you the story about the black teenage girl who went into the Korean liquor store, and the, on camera, the the lady, the the older Korean lady of this owner of the store, shoot the black girl point blank in the head as she's walking away from the back and the judge gave her probation. Yeah. And he should have let her go. And he shouldn't have because he, there was no, there was no justification that she, what was it that she was shoplifting and she was trying to stop her from. No, there was, she wasn't shoplifting. They had a beef about over orange juice and the black girl was willing to pay for it or was going to pay for it or paid for it or something. And it was, and she snatched the orange juice away from the Korean lady and walked away after they had a little, yeah, thing. but I thought th- I thought that Korean lady had said that she had suspected her of steal- or something before. Well, they always suspect okay, us yeah, yeah. doing shit. So, but yeah, that that no, you can't you can't just shoot someone. I, I don't understand. This is this is remember when I said it's not the system; it's the people that enforce the system is the problem. Mm. So the fact that she shot the girl and she should have gone to jail and she didn't. And only got probation. You know what they call that? Uh, ridiculous. No. What? That decrimination. 
to I don't want to laugh because it's it's a serious subject, but yeah, that's funny. But Jesus Christ, how do you justify lethal force over orange juice? I mean, there's no way. And then the judge gives niggas, that niggas have gotten killed. Niggas have gotten killed for a lot less ending. Niggas have gotten killed for air, nigga, breathing air for running from the goddamn police. Niggas have gotten killed for just waking up as your skin is your sin, nigga. My one of my favorite jokes ever that conveys what you're, what you and uh, Paul, Paul Mooney, Mooney were just talking about, uh, is that that Chappelle one where he says, uh, "My house is too, my house isn't that nice. It's just too nice for me." Right. They're gonna come. The police are gonna come, right. and they're gonna take him out, and then they go. Apparently, Look. Apparently, this nigga broke in and hung up pictures of his family everywhere. <laughs> That is such a great, <laughs> such a great line. <laughs> yeah. so, Let's break up some crack on him and get out of here. Uh, I, and I just love when he goes. It's not that it's too nice. It's just too nice for me. Right. Uh, uh, genius, man. Yeah, dude is fucking. His mind is on several different levels at once. From Sean, what up? Talking about the little things. In my opinion, it didn't completely suck ass. Left you wondering if he was a killer or not. I don't think he was even. I don't think he was even though a lot of clues pointed to him being the guy. He was a repairman. The killer was a repairman because of all the victims had a broken fridge. Excuse me, one. Uh, the murder stopped when Jared Leto moved to Detroit. One of the cops on the scene said the killing looked like one in Illinois, and the other cop corrects him and says, "You mean Michigan." Number three, the medical examiner said one of the victim's final meal was roast beef. When Denzel is following him, he goes to a restaurant that's known for their roast beef, according to the sign outside. Four, Jared Leto was next to the mile marker on the side of the road. Yeah, that's... Rami said it was never in the news, but it went out over the scanner. All of that sounds good, but when Denzel broke into his house, he had a police scanner. When it went off, it scared Denzel. To me, it seems... Like he wants to be a killer, but doesn't have the balls to go through with it yet. I feel if he didn't die, he would have definitely become one. He kept telling the detective he wasn't a killer. He had plenty of time to go for his gun when he was digging the holes with his black with his back turned. But what sealed the deal for me is the girl at the beginning of the movie. She was running from the killer and hiding in the brush. The brush. Uh, the camera shows the guy's face with the light behind him. The guy is clean shaven. The events of the movie take place a few a few days later. There's no way Jared Leto can grow that straggly long beard in a few days. Or well, Andy might be able to answer beard questions. Um, I think the director purposely left vague details that countered each other. Was it one of Denzel's best movies? Absolutely not. But it was okay to sit through. Yeah, I, I feel like he did. I, all of the clues that he just gave are, are in that, like he said, are in that movie. That's what made it interesting. That's why I said when I went back and went over it again, I was like, okay, it's it's interesting, but it wasn't it wasn't one of his best. But I think there's more to that movie than you gave it credit for. I, I you know, I, I I don't mind weird little twists and trying to make me figure some shit out, but you know, also sum it up, wrap it up, make it make sense. Uh, don't just leave me with some shit, some artsy type of shit. And for me to figure everything out. Isn't that kind of like life, though? Yeah, but we live life, and life is hard enough. Give me the fantasy for an hour and a half. And you suppose, movies are supposed to help you, help you escape life. So do you remember the, the movie in Inception? I never saw that. You never saw that? Oh, don't go see that. You'll be mad. Though. Yeah, I know. It's that weird shit. Buildings turning upside down and all that. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I don't need a mushroom movie. Ev Everett Venser, Spears and Steinberg questions. Hi, Aries. My name is EJ, and I've been a fan of the podcast since May 2020. I discovered you through Bobby Lee's podcast. What? Sing. I just hope that you two will do a podcast episodes. Let me ask you, which do you think, if it's going to come at all, will come first? Uh, Bobby Lee and me or Mike Tyson round two? I, I think... Uh... I, I really don't know, but I think you and Bobby Lee will eventually do a podcast together. Hmm. I really do. Hmm. Okay. If he doesn't allow me to do his podcast, you know what that is? 
uh, that discrimination. You actually said it the right way. Did I say it yes. the right way? Discrimination. I, I don't have an ear like that. Nigga, it ain't about your ears, it's about your racism. Oh. Fuck your ears, get racist. That shit you did yesterday when you were on, that's black shit. <laughs> that flowed, nigga. You was, you was, you was. But the, there is stuff that's you, you, distinctly you, black shit. So. You was the Daniel son. You I, was in Daniel son, Cobra Kai mode, nigga. That isn't. Your focus was there. That isn't race, that, 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 that there's stuff that is black shit. Yeah, but you said it like it came from your heart. It's the black shit. So when you come from a racist heart, it's easy to go, that discrimination. <laughs> I'll work on it. All right, work on your racism, nigga. Um, <clears throat> we'll do a podcast. About, since he is a funny dude, and it, <clears throat> and it would be great to have you two in a room together, whether it be on his podcast or yours, it would make for some great entertainment and would allow for you both to bury the hatchet. You guys could also do a boxing match since you guys both have the same body type. The fuck does that mean, motherfucker? Uh, well, I one built like Bobby Lee, nigga. And the other one is you know what Bobby Lee looks like because he takes his clothes off all the time. Oh, I'm no prize, nigga. <laughs> I am no fucking D'Angelo, nigga, in his prime. Um. You guys could do it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was at the box message. Also, when you were mentioning Chris Rock's Chris Rock impressions, you forgot to mention Phil Lamar. He is a goat, as shown on the on on what he did on Mad TV when you both did No Blacks on the TV screen. Keep it up, you two. Keep it up, you two. And I hope to see more success and hopefully a stand-up show sometime soon in the LA La, LA Long Beach area. Yeah, me too, dog. Ten dollar, a lot of money. Um what was I going to say? Yo, Phil Lamar's impression isn't bad. Uh, and at the time, I, I hadn't seen Jay Farrow yet. I don't think Jay was really on the scene yet. And I didn't know Atheon did Chris Rock. Uh, so I thought Phil Lamar's was incredible. But once you see Atheon and Farrow, it's like I said, but with, with Denzel, me, and C. King, it changes things. Them niggas, Pharaoh and Atheon, sound just like Chris Rock. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being Chris Rock for real, Atheon and Jay is a fucking nine and a half. Uh, I'd give Phil a, 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 a hard six. Uh, you're very critical on the impressions, and you should be because that's, yeah, your, that's your wheelhouse. About, it's all about accuracy. Yeah, But um, when, when they bring up Bobby Lee, okay, a couple things. One... Mm-hmm. I know you want to do, but you would do Bobby Lee's podcast because of our podcast, and it help each it helps each other out to do each other's podcast. But do you have another? Do you would you would you purposely want to do the podcast to bury the hatchet? Would Absolutely, you? part of it. Yeah. So th- yeah. Th- there is that in there for yes. you. Yes. And my other question is: When you guys were on Mad TV together, did you have a relationship? I know we we've talked about this a little bit, but did you have moments that were like good, positive things that happened in in that time period on there? That you'd go, yeah, you know. I mean, there might have been some playful moments here and there. Um, yeah, but uh, we didn't work together much. Not not because there was, we can't put them two together. It just, it never worked out that way. Do you think it was because of the combination? Almost. Almost, it's getting almost, better. It's getting better. You, we, we got the cross <laughs> in the ground. We just haven't lit it yet. But the cross is in the ground. It's soaked in gas. We just haven't lit it yet, dude. I, I uh, you know, while we said that, you, and you, this has nothing to do with Bobby Lee thing. It's the discrimination d- thing. Um, I played you. I just want to say this on the oh, podcast. Right, 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 right. When I was in, I forgot what city I was in. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kansas City, and uh, there was a guy that was doing uh, the announcements for at the airport uh, for one of the planes that was taking off, and I recorded it because mm-hmm. it sounds exactly. Exactly like what when you do the the, the partners, the, the partners, yeah. You said partners, yeah. The partners, the partners. Yeah. Uh, it sounds exactly the same, and I played it for you. It was so funny. I, I almost want to send it to Steve so he could put it at the end of this podcast. Marcella, Urban, please also get one thirty six. Flight eighteen nineteen Orlando, please close immediately. Please also take one thirty six. 
Is it is it still is it still racist when it's true? No. Again, all stereotypes have truthful racism in it. But this is, I mean, this is so on point. I I just felt like I was like this. I know people might might take them when we do that the wrong way, but it's it's reality. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with a little slice of reality. So, I, so I hope Bobby hears this. That you would like to bear. The, it, it would be nice uh, to do it. Yeah, man. Listen, I got no ill will towards Bobby. I, I just, yeah. But you guys, it, it, the the relationship was different back then too. You guys were working. Bobby was coming from a different place, and you were coming on the mm-hmm. thing. It would be good to see hear that and see you guys as you as if you matured some. Yeah, listen, man. When when motherfuckers give me a shot. Uh, and I don't say this to be arrogant, but when motherfuckers give me a shot and because this is what I do and I'm passionate about it and I love it, I rarely miss, nigga. You know what I mean? Especially anything funny. At the end of the podcast, if Bobby said, I'll do this with you, but at the end of the podcast, we both have to take off all our clothes and stand there in our underwear. <laughs> yeah, I do it. <laughs> Bobby, there you go. It's it's, it's, it's thrown out to you now, for real. But just know my dick is the size of Bobby's actual height. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm going to go to Mookie again. Oh, boy. Kolsch. Don't do it, Kolsch. I I promise you. Don't do it. Matthew Riggins, damn Tyson. You want the real, bro? I'm sorry you ain't get to chop it up with Mike Tyson. To keep it real uh, with you, I don't know why the fuck he got a podcast. He's not a people person. When you announced it, I said to myself, I don't know, they might cancel that shit. But once I saw you with Zab Judah, I said, oh, it's on. He's going to really do Mike Tyson podcast. I listened to the cam- I listened to you campaign the fuck out, out of Tyson on numerous episodes only if he knew that. I feel like Mike be coming at the wrong people. He went off on TK Kirkland a few episodes back, and TK was simply being a friend in that moment. Well, what's what's to meant to be is meant to be. Well, what's to meant to be? Mookie, you know goddamn better than this. <laughs> Come on, son. We trained better than this. What's to meant to be is meant to be. And I honestly, I don't think he has the comedic space in his brain to hear your style of comedy and how you talk. I'll holler at you. Mookie, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the TK thing because I actually forgot to mention that. You know who TK Kirkland is? Yeah. So first of all, and I'm going to be honest with you, when when someone showed me the clip, I was like, God damn, man, TK got on and I can't. But I guess him and Mike, I guess, have some sort of a history but at one point, and I don't know what the context was or it was, but did you, you didn't see the clip, right? No, Andy? I didn't see it. There's a moment where Mike Tyson is, again, a little emotional, and he's going on one of his rants, and he's like, I was a fucked up person, and I did this, and I'm a piece of shit. And TK simply just went, nah, Mike. And Mike goes, nigga, who the fuck are you to tell me? And first of all, I only say... It would have been interesting to see what the context was because the history with TK is TK stole Eddie Murphy's brother's Eddie Murphy's watch, his Rolex, and uh, Charlie Murphy knocked him out in Eddie's house, and TK was laying slump under the sink. Um, TK's done some shiesty shit. He once stole one of P Diddy's credit cards and ran up a bill. Um, so that being said, I'm going. What did he say? Did he say something to Mike to get Mike on the rant so that the nah Mike was just the cherry on the ice cream? Or did Mike really just flip out because the nigga said nah Mike? No, no, I didn't see it. I didn't I didn't see it, but I I, I don't agree with him when he says comic space on, on Tyson because I've seen some of um parts of uh Tyson's one man show. Tyson's mm-hmm. funny. And he did the hangover movies. Yeah, he has timing, he's funny. He can be. He can't. That's the thing. That, that's the better way to say it. He can be funny. I think Tyson is an unintentional funny. 
I don't think he's a professional funny where we know what we're doing. We purposely do things that we, and we don't always hit the mark, but we pretty much know nine, seven times out of ten, if we shoot in a jumper, it's going in. Mike just swings in the dark, and if he hits funny, he hits funny. Well, but in The Hangover, even the scene with the tiger, and he sent mm-hmm. it back together, there was... It was it, he did a good job in that. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a lot of times when they have like that the cameo appearance. You mm-hmm. can tell the guys just in there doing the cam- reading mm-hmm. the lines. Mm-hmm. Mike Mike was acting. Mike put it but together. He, but he also is protected by having funny people around him. Yeah. A script, a great script, a great director who's going to guide him down funny. If you just said to Mike, "No script, no one supporting you on your own, go." Oh, that's a different story. Yeah, but his one man show, he yeah. did he did well with that, right? And 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 again, um, and that's what was also why I kept saying I wanted to have the dinner with Mike because I wanted to feel him out to to go. Mm, he don't seem like he might go for that's, what I yeah, might yeah. want to say. Yeah, so that's why I'm going. If the nigga just went, who nigga? Who the fuck is you to off of a nah, Mike? And I say the wrong shit. Or ask the wrong question, then that's that interview, nigga. Well, and that dinner though goes both ways because that gets him into understanding who you are and the flow that you right. have. And then, so when if you said something like "Nah, Mike," he might go, uh, "Yeah, that makes right. that, that's different. Right. It's different who, because of who it's coming from." Right. Deidre. Deidre, I, 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 I see the clip you sent me. Yeah, you were the one, Deidre and Johnson, that sent me the clip about Deborah, and obviously we just talked about that. Thank you, Miss Deidre Ann Johnson. Oh, she has one here. Okay. Uh, Deidre Ann Johnson, episode 234, Big Pun Son. Hey, guys, another great episode. The musician you played at the end was so clever. I loved it. Kevin Hart has a podcast called Inside Jokes with Kevin Hart. I'm listening to the episode with Bill Burr. A little uncomfortable for Kevin. Bill Burr doesn't give a shit. Love that guy. Yeah, I, 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 we all do. You all, we all respect him. Um, Kevin really is like the Michael Jordan of comedy. That nigga protects his brand. I don't think he likes to do anything controversial, even when there's been some controversial things that happened in the news, and he tweeted about it. It was some of the safest... Uh, generic responses that celebrities give. It didn't feel, none of it ever felt personal. It's almost like his responses was how you see in those cartoons, like Bugs Bunny, the big Acme stamp, bop, like somebody just stamps his responses. (laughs) You know, they don't feel personal. But he does have a brand to protect in his absolutely and, and his brand is commercial it's not yes. a, it's not it's not like ba, ba, com- ba, ba, ba. yeah it's not yeah. it's not a brand it's it's not like a um, it's bill burr let, let, let's just break this down just a little bit bill burr's brand is bill burr but it's him mm-hmm. it's strictly his his sarcasm his wit his his i don't give his a fuck yeah right that's kevin whiskey yeah kevin hart's is commercial it's about appealing to the masses kevin hart is capri sun nigga and he and he has to keep it that and way that's, or can't. that's that's fine that's and, that's you know and when and when the wheels come off that because it seems like they eventually always do then he can do whatever he wants to do but at this point i say you know protect that bag man yeah man you know uh my brand is straight coca <laughs> uncut snowfall Pure Coca. Blue Magic. Like Pepsi, that's a brand name. And they know that as much as they know me as the owner of General Mills. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should switch my brand up and go graham crackers and juice boxes. You know, couldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, it could. Yeah, it could, right? Yeah. Ramon Martinez. What's up, ANA? Enjoy the podcast and look forward to it every week. Just finished Night Stalker, and man, that Ramirez was a fucked up individual. I like the fact that I think sometimes we could mention something and people, yeah, like our opinions really matter. Oh, they sound, and I, I think that's a testament to the conversation. People, people go, yo, I'm gonna check that out because these niggas make that shit sound interesting. Yeah, man. We could be pimps. <laughs> 
me. So, oh. so we talk about the pussy we have in our stable and make niggas want to fuck it. All right, Iceberg. Yeah, go. Iceberg thick. Um, I keep on thinking about when you said, if there is a God, how does he let this happen? So many people died from this one person, and he lived two decades after, then died in prison. I just don't get it. Anyway, this is for Aries, since Andy doesn't game. Please tell me you've seen the new Mortal Kombat trailer. If you haven't, check it out and let me know. I've been waiting a long time for this movie, since the other guy got bashed pretty hard, but I love them both. Also, let me know what you thought of those ones as well. Stay up and be safe out there. Peace. Dude, I'm not really... I'm going to tell you, as much as I game, I'm not a fan of video game movies. Um, they really don't do nothing for me. And I remember maybe... May, and maybe it fucked it up for me, but I remember when I saw the very first Mortal Kombat movie ever. Yes, I was young, so yes, I enjoyed it because I was young. But when you look back on it now, it does not hold the test of time. I think that was the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, no. That was Street Fighter. They made a video game, a movie on the video game Street Fighter. That's the one Jean-Claude Van Damme was in. But the Mortal Kombat movie, um, and what's that actor? He he was like the A-list B actor. Chris, Christopher Lambert? Oh, yeah, yeah, the one who did... Um, I was uh, going to say Chris Christopherson, but I know who that is. Christopher Lambert's the one who could only, there could only be one, right? The, that movie where um, there can only be one. Yeah. He he was the A list B list actor. When it came to B movies, he was the top dude. Didn't he do a Tarzan? He might have. He might have. Did you enjoy the Tarzan movies? No. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just didn't like them. I don't like seeing a white man <laughs> friends with the apes and the monkeys. It's amazing when when a white man is half naked with a leaf covering his dick. He can swing to the jungles and is respected by all the monkeys and the apes and the orangutans. But niggas have been associated with apes, monkeys, and orangutans since forever. But we can't go into the goddamn jungles. If we do, we get mauled. A white man can communicate with the monkeys. But see, it is going to be a white dude that would be the king of the jungle. Why? Because black dudes, like you just said, oh, we're not going to go fuck with that animal. You're right. You're right. So only only a white dude because think remember in the seventies that uh, uh, that show now I'm going to forget his name um, the guy with all the animals that he could talk to the animals Steve Irwin no um, the guy with the big beard this was like late seventies um, oh shit you got me I've talked about this guy before what the fuck is his name anyway he had. Uh, Dan Hag- I think Dan Haggerty, but it was, there was the name of the show that he was on. And he had all these animals, and he was an animal trainer, and he had bears that he just hung out with. Mm. Yes, that's right. Niggas will, will not befriend <laughs> an ape, but we will wear some silverback socks. A nigga will wear an orangutan hat and some silverback socks, but we are not fucking with a silverback nigga. Okay. You know, look at the look at the the chick that went uh, Jane Goodall that went to live with the apes. When, didn't they do? Wasn't that a movie called Gorillas in the Mist with Sigourney Weaver? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That's a white woman who went and did that. Yeah. If white people treated niggas the way you treat animals, we would be in a better place. White women, you will <laughs> suck a boar's dick, but will. Call the cops on a nigga for trying to help you across the street. Wait, where are you taking me? Why, why, why are you taking me from the, the street? But you will suck a boy's dick and go, I can taste the ham. Uh, uh, got time for one more. This was like a speed round. We've been machine gunning through these motherfuckers. Jose Gardia. Throwback. Hey, what's up, Aries and Andy? For some reason, when I was listening to the most recent podcast, I remembered that in one of the episodes, your daughter came in the room and threw out a long-ass curse word. 
I don't know exactly which episode it was, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. Would you mind telling me the episode number so I can go back and crack the fuck up? I just recall your baby saying a long-ass curse word and me thinking it was the funniest thing ever. Thanks again, man. Dude, I don't remember that episode. I don't remember the number. I know we're in. I know we're at your house. And, yes, and I know that so much. It's, it's from. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the. Yeah, the, I, I couldn't give you a pinpoint accurate. Uh, but yeah, for a while, my daughter was Sam Jackson, nigga. <laughs> you thought that shit was so funny. Oh, I always think. I think it's funny when kids curse, man, and do adult shit. You know, shut the fuck. What would she say? Shut the fuck up, motherfucker. Get away, niggas. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah, uh, and she was so happy that she would look at you like, "Yeah, my do- my daughter's half black, half Puerto Rican. She's bad, man. I mean, she is fucking bad, nigga. And she gets that. It is crazy because I'm explosive in terms of my personality, and when I get angry, which I got from my father, but she's like her mother because her mother is me on steroids, nigga." Uh, and when we when we would fight, that's why that's why the shit didn't work out. That's why we had to, because when we would fight, nigga, cops get called, shit gets broken, doors get punched. You know, I got helicopters, cop helicopters flying over my goddamn house. I'm in cuffs in front of the neighbors. It just it, it wasn't a good look. My my daughter's explosive, man. She's 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 a little, yeah, she's a, she's a drug dealer. I love it. She's so cute. She's so cute. My favorite moment, though, with her was uh, when she wanted some of my French fries. Mm-hmm. And I know you, and I know how you are. And I hurried. And <laughs> I, I think I remember and this. I, and I just gave her a bunch of fries from out of my, my, my box. I just mm-hmm. reached in and went like that real quick. And I knew what you were going to do. Right. And it was the funniest thing because but you had this look on your face like, no, no, no. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is, boys and gals. Uh, music time. Um, this is from Drino Peso. Pes- pe- oh, Peso or Peso? P-E-S-O. Peso. Drino Peso. I think it's called Perfect Time. And his social is D-R-I-N-O P-E-S-O on Facebook. <gasps> oh, shit! My father would always do that. He'd say, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, whether he finished eating or finished fucking or farting. It was it was always, oh, shit. He finished eating. Oh, shit. And when the door was closed and I knew he was fucking my mother. Oh, shit. My my, my dad had, had uh, my stepdad had three things that always occurred at the same time in a row. Hmm. He'd go standing, he'd go start to take a piss. Then he'd fart. And then he'd go, God damn! Every that was, <laughs> those were the, the, and they happened just like that every time, every day, every morning. That was just that's how you knew it was. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> father, your, your father was part black, old school black nigga. God damn! <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he was an Italian dude from Detroit, man. That's who that's it was. Hilarious, uh, Drino Peso <laughs> on Facebook. Um, and then on Instagram, it's D-R-I-N-O underscore P-E-S-O on Instagram. Check them out. The song is called Perfect Time. Show my man some love. Uh, we out, right? That's it. Do we man. have to announce where we're going to be? Are we? Are we? Uh, when they're listening to this one, it will be next week. We'll be in. Um, we got off, right? Yeah, this we're off next. this week. You're not. So that, yeah, this will be right off, and then you're going to be listening to this one. We're going to be in uh, oh, the following week. We'll be at uh, Be More, Baltimore, Baltimore. At, at the Comedy Factory. Um, where is it? it's not? Is it actually where is the Comedy Factory? Do you know what? Is it in Baltimore? Or is mm-hmm. it on the suburb? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Comedy Baltimore. Factory. Yeah, it's Comedy Factory. Look it up. Uh, we're gonna, we got some shows going on out there, and then. Uh, Later that month, we'll be in Columbus, but that is uh, it for March. Do you know what that noise was? No, it wasn't. Where are we going to be? Before Columbus? <laughs> that's, that's the sounds you hear from Lexington Market. <laughs> yeah, let me get uh, some lemon meringue cake. What the fuck is that on the meringue? <laughs> All right. I'm going to get some of that ratatouille. Yeah, let me get uh, some of that ratatouille sausage. 
there's literally rat in the ratatouille sausage. All right. <laughs> Done. Gotta give the boy points. He came all the way back from the dead to make this shit dick happen. So, who's got a cap? Ooh, ooh, get me Yeah, I be underground just like Tony But street, yeah, just like I'm Kobe Ain't believe it, and now it's hard not to notice Might take a trip to the beach I maybe go for the week <laughs> Yeah, I got some things on my mind I need to go on retreat What's been on your mind? Dollar signs I've been on my grind All my women fine Like some blind She won't drop it down Drake the new designs And they rare They one of a kind Moves around the clock I can't stop I'm on perfect time Can you feel it, baby?